What's up? Not much. How you doing? I'm good. So I'm. Uh, this is the Me and My More Successful Friends podcast. I love saying it. It's so long. Someone told me the other day, they're like, you need to change the name. It's too long. And I'm like, no, fuck you. This is my <laughs> podcast. Um, uh, there's a whole reason for it, <laughs> Me and My More Successful Friends. But anyway, so today I have guest um, Christine Medrano. Hello. Guys, everyone say Hi. I kind of want to like pretend like people are watching I us. I imagine people are saying hi. Yeah, right? And also I think that when you were <laughs> the fact that you don't want to change your podcast name because you're like, I'm ready to change one name. Yeah, I, that, that's true. That's such a good Traumatic thing with people asking you to change your name. <laughs> it is really traumatic. Oh my God. So Christine brought up a good point. Um, I have the same name as another comedian who's more successful so guys hopefully she'll want to be on my podcast um have you heard of Lori Kilmartin yeah not me I mean I am her but not her so anyways yeah that was actually really funny um so today I brought Christine on because she had something really cool happen recently yeah you just had a short film get into Tribeca yeah we uh we just got a short into Tribeca which is kind of crazy I don't know um they were showing the stats and like like 5,131 shorts were submitted Holy and shit. they chose 63. <laughs> so truly it is kind of like a shot in the dark and we, I don't know. I think we made something that we're proud of and hopefully they responded to that. I don't know. Yeah, so that's like 5,000 5, viewers. What's the math on that? That's like 6% of people that submit. I think it's less than that. Less than that, five yeah. that. I think it was like, when someone put on my Instagram, they're like 1.2. Holy shit. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> like, that's like, that's like the reason, yeah, this is why you are the first guest on the <laughs> podcast, because you should, did you play the lottery immediately after? Did you like go and buy a scratcher? I mean, um, my dad's a gambler, so I know that it's probably not likely. I mean, I've definitely bought lottery tickets and I've never really won, so I'm just saying, you know, saving it all for my career, hopefully. Yeah, I'm just trying to manifest. The table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We can't be greedy, right? Yeah. But, so, uh, it's called I Think She Likes You. Yeah. We, we have a different bunch of different titles, but that's the one that we had settled on, yeah. And, like, so you are a writer and director. I'm, yeah, I'm a writer and director, but for this one, um, me and Teresa Lee co-wrote it, and then I'm just acting and write. I just, uh, we wrote it together, um, we were both acting in it, and we both produced it. But wow. I've directed other stuff. I'm trying to do more of that, too. But, yeah. Okay. And then, like, what was sort of, like, how did it come to fruition? Like, was it was it something where you guys came up with the idea one day and you just kind of wrote it down? You're like, oh, this would be really cool. Or was it you were like, we're going to write, like, a short film and then? It kind of happened when, um, so me and Teresa, like, it's, so we were talking, I was talking about this yesterday, about, like, how... We, I didn't really know Teresa around this time, even last year. Uh-huh. And then we ended up getting into like similar festivals. We did both were got into Boston and Laughing Skull, and we're like, well, we're gonna be in the same areas. You want to maybe do a little tour? And so then we kind of toured, and then at the end of the tour, we kind of like became friends over that, and we're like, maybe we should like write something together. And we're like, okay. And so, and then we kind of met together at this cafe, and we were kind of going over ideas. And I had this one idea that I'd had in my phone from like 2017. 
And we were both like, well, this is a funny idea. Why don't we, like, work on this together? And then she kind of, like, opened her laptop and we started scripting it out. And so, like, the story was... The idea that originally was was just kind of, like, these two girls who take this guy home and decide they don't want to fuck him after they find out that he, like, didn't vote or voted for Trump. <laughs> and so, and and so like, the, the story changed. Like, that's... There's an, a seed of that in the story. Oh, yeah. But it changes dramatically because then it becomes more about the relationship and, like, identity and things like that. And it's a lot more emotional than it was when I first, like, wrote it. It's so funny because I go to my notes and it's literally... Like I have all the dialogue for the first scene, but we—I mean—we changed a lot of it. Me and Teresa, we really collaborated on it. And honestly, so much of this was like—I definitely felt like Teresa was kind of like the engine in this entire short because she's the one who kind of kept things going. You know, like we have a deadline. I think you were saying that you're like type A. It's like, yeah, yeah, we need people like that to get things done, or else um, they will never happen. Right. And so. You know, um, she wrote a bunch of drafts, um, and then we found an actor. Uh, we, we went out to a few actors, and one of our actors got back to us, and he was like, oh, I have a friend who's a director, and I think she would really love the script. And so um, the jo- actor was Josh Fadum. Yeah, and, Josh. And then the director was Bridie, and Bridie, she read it, and she like really loved it. And so we're like, awesome, well, let's meet. And then we met, and she was like, yeah, I want to do this thing. And we're like, awesome. And then we kind of put together a crew. I mean, this was like, we finished writing it. We started writing in like June, July, uh-huh. and then we're shooting in August. Whoa. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's crazy. And then we had a, maybe our first cut done by like September and then in like by November and stuff, we had started submitting to festivals already. And then I think we got into our first festival and maybe like, I want to say like, maybe it was like January, February. So it was like, it all happened really fast. Because it was one of those things where I felt like we, we let the enthusiasm be the mo- like the driver of it. And definitely, mm-hmm. like, Teresa had, like, schedules and was like, we're going to have this and this and this and this done. Wow. And so we with, we kept in mind all of the deadlines that we had, and and we were able to make them. And that's why it's kind of crazy just because of how quick it is. Yeah. But it's awesome. I mean, we both put our money into it. And uh, we both went into debt. Like, we just had our first screening at Outfest. Yeah, I and, saw that. Yeah, we yeah. were the only project in our, in, our, in our block that was self-funded. Everyone else had money from other people. And I'm like, oh, that must be so nice to not yeah. be in debt. <laughs> so you guys project. were, like, self-made, basically. Well, we like, took a risk. And, yeah. And then it was one of those things where we had put in all this money. And then Post came around. And it's like well, we want to make it the best that we can, so we're just going to, like, whatever. Like, money will come and go, but we're just going to, like, double down, put ourselves in some credit card debt, and make this thing the best that we can make it. That's super rad. I love hearing stories where people think of an idea and then it actually works out. Yeah. Right? All of this kind of happened really quickly and ended up working out, and I think we both have something that we're really proud of and really happy to be kind of shown to the world. Like, even in Tribeca, Mm -hmm. we're one of the only 14 films that are, like, LGBTQ. Uh, And so that's also, like, really cool to kind of be, like, the representation that you wish you had when you were, you know, even a few years ago. Because we both bonded over the fact that we had come out late, or, Mm -hmm. like, we realized that we were queer later in life. Yeah. And so that was something that was definitely, like, cool to have happen now that we're being, like, embraced by the, like, queer community. Yeah. I think that's really awesome. Um... Because you're, you're checking a lot of boxes, so a lot of people can kind of identify. Yeah, and... we're both like women of color, we're both queer, yes. <laughs> we both have vitiligo and psoriasis. Oh my so gosh! Right <laughs> Do you have a nut allergy? I don't know, I don't. She's allergic to 
allergic to beef and tomato. I have no. Not those kinds of nuts. No. Oh yeah. Sorry. This is why you're more successful than me. That's really cool. Yeah, I watched, um, I did some research mm-hmm. because I like to know who I'm interviewing. <laughs> no, I just invite creepy, no, I invite people over to my house that I don't know. Um, no, I, I watched some of the trailers because I actually, I'm a big fan of Josh. Yeah, he's Adam, and I met him, I don't know him super well at all. He probably, me. I'm probably just a blip on his radar, <laughs> like he's seen, people have seen me around, but I remember meeting him, and then I got excited when I saw in your trailer yeah. that he was in it, and I was like, because he's such like a, such a literal character. Yeah. Um, but have, how did that come about, like, when you chose him as the guy? Did you audition people, or was it just sort of like you wanted all your friends to be in it? Um, we kind of were just kind of like, we didn't even know that if we wanted to act in it when we first wrote it. Oh, we actually yeah. had asked some other people that we knew, we were like, hey, do you, do you maybe want to act in this? And a lot of people were like, I don't know, I guess they were intimidated or they didn't want to do it. So we're like, well, whatever, we'll just do it then. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm very, it's kind of crazy to think that there was a version of this where me and Teresa wouldn't have been in it, but would have put in all this money. Yeah. Which <laughs> um, probably would have been completely different. Um, but we just kind of like, Teresa knew him. Like I, I knew him from the stand-up scene. I didn't know him very well, but she, mm-hmm. she, was, she knew him a lot better. Um, and she was just like, I think Josh would be really great for this. And we sent it to him, and he really liked it. And we were just, like, very lucky. And it was also one of those things where I had no idea how, like, what an amazing comedic actor he was. Because even in rehearsals, because we, like, did a bunch of... We did, like, one day of rehearsal, and after that, we, like, made a whole bunch of changes in the script based on his performance, because he was so funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, and then he just said... Yeah, we just kind of, like, asked him. And then he said yes, and then... That's so cool. And then he ended up getting as our director, and it just kind of all worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So what was, like, the, like, so for filming, you, how long was actual filming, like, in finding locations? Because I, I know a little bit about yeah. that side of the business, because I'm assuming you, did you do stuff rogue, like, some of the places that you filmed at, or did you guys kind of go by the book and, like, get permits and ask we we played it pretty by the book me and Teresa both work in production so I think that helps like I Mm -hmm. worked as a production coordinator she works as a producer um well now she's a writer um but I think that really helped and so like we had a bar we just literally were like hey can we film here for free and they were like yeah sure awesome really it was like they were closed during the day it was a bar that she runs a show at I don't want to like say it yeah no it's okay (laughs) so then like solicited by people to, to film there for free but they were, they're not open during the day, and so they were like, yeah, sure. And so we had a half day, and then we just kind of got catering for, like, from Subway mm, for, like, yeah. free. Hey, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then, so that was just, like, a half day, and that was, like, the day also that I was, like, premiering the thing that I directed. I love feels just such oh, a stressful wow. day. And then the next day, we had found someone's apartment. We, we, we reached out to some people. I think I posted on, like, Facebook. I was like, hey, does anybody have, like, an apartment? We kind of want it to look like this and this. Mm-hmm. Um, we also wrote it in mind that we wanted something that was going to be easy to produce. Okay. And so we were like, okay, two, two settings. That's it. Easy. Perfect. Yeah. And we knew that the day was, like, we had 11 pages. I think it was 11 or 12 pages originally. And so we're like, we don't know how we're going to shoot all of that in one day and still be able to have, feel comfortable with that. And so what we did is that we had two cameras for the second day so that we had one, like, in the wide and then one on close. Um, and so that way everything went so much faster. Wow. Um, but, yeah, we paid the location. Once we found the location, we paid them. We paid... Um, 
I, all of our crew except for our department heads who we asked to maybe if they could be deferred so like which was like amazing of yeah them to do. they'll get money on the back end yeah exactly yeah. it's like they kind of took the risk and I think they also just wanted to hopefully work on this project yeah they all seemed re- everyone seemed really excited to be on board um and so it, and so that it is nice that we did get into these places because we're gonna be like see we, we promise you something no yeah. Um, but yeah and so it was it felt like it all happened pretty simply so we just kind of like were you know asked people and they said yes sorry it's okay we asked people and then they said yes and then once we had that we once we got a director in place we kind of looked around and saw we looked at people who we knew were um, cinematographers and we wanted kind of we wanted to get a female so we pulled from the people that we knew we went over all of their reels and then we ended up with carissa and she's like amazing so we couldn't be happier um and then we had like then we also needed earlier in the process we also had a producer who like we went through like who were the people that we knew that were producers that may be interested and then we reached out to one she we met with her she liked the project she said yes Oh my god. <laughs> so much of it is just really like asking people and hoping they say yes. Because I mean, even with like, and, and the people that don't want to work on it, like honestly, it will be a, it's good that they say no and are honest about it because it's like if one of the actors had said yes to playing mm-hmm. like me or Teresa's role, I'd be like, oh, like. Thank God they didn't, because I'm yeah. so much happier with us in it. Because it's it, the script is largely based on like, like relationship shit me and Teresa were going through and like bonded on mm-hmm. over the while we were on the road. Oh wow! And so it's just funny to see it like on screen now. You're like, oh, these are all the like neuroses that we were talking about when we first met as friends, and now that's we like live together too. We're like roommates. Yeah, so. that's crazy. I yeah. thought you were gonna be like, and now we're dating. No, and we're <laughs> no, 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 we no, like because no, no. you always hear like your co-stars. You guys like you know you people are on set <laughs> and they spend so much time together. But I thought that would be like a little too like. That's not real. We're roommates life, right? now. <laughs> yeah. We're roommates now, and we're also, you know, hopefully working on other things uh, together. That's cool. Yeah. So maybe you guys are going to, like, have, like, a production company, and you're just going to, like, put out all these projects, and it's the start of, like... I would want someone else to be the production company, and us to be, like, the creatives in it. Because I'm like, I don't want... Because my whole thing is, like, we both come from production, and so we both know that, like, with certain st- elements in production, you're, like, I mean, I just don't want to have to, like, spend the rest of my life copying receipts, you know? I've done the, that <laughs> for the past few years for big, amazing companies, for great productions, and many people I know, and I would just like to not do that anymore. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it just, yeah. you know. You just want to be, you just want to create and yeah. not do the business side. I know, but right yeah. now, um, I've never been more broke. Hey, you know, but maybe you'll come out the other side. When I, I also think, like, we were talking about this not when we were recording. I feel like yeah. I should have just hit record the minute you walked in my apartment. But um, it really is, like, the calm before the storm. Like, you know, yeah. I feel like when people are at their brokest, especially in entertainment, like, you hear all these stories where, like, I had 25 cents in my bank account, and then I got the biggest role of my life, you know? Like, I you mean, never know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to count on that. I did hit up my dad for money. I'm not, not going to lie. I was like, hey, dad, um, please send me some money. Um, but it was just one of those things where I kind of, like, bet on myself, and, it, like, it's paid off in some ways creatively, mm-hmm. financially, we're still waiting on that, but hopefully it's fine. You know, yeah. I can. Everyone has like the jobs that they hate in the meantime. Yeah. Oh my god. Grinding away. I <laughs> like. I can't even tell you. I used to when I first started stand up. 
and just even like thought about being an entertainment. I was a publicist before. Whoa, yeah. that's so useful. Yeah, oh I my know. God. <laughs> I know people always ask me all the time. I like, have Why? questions for you. Yeah. We can podcast about you after this. Yeah, hey, we can, you know, I do some consulting on the side. <laughs> it's so funny because it's almost like everyone's like, why aren't you doing for yourself what you did for everyone else? And it's like kind of like those who can't do teach. It's like I can help everyone else with their shit. But when it comes to me, I'm like, I don't, I'm bad at social media. I like don't know how to promote myself properly. I'm starting to like really actually like give a shit. But like the jobs that I had, like PR was, I don't want to shit on like the thing that kind of got me to where I am. But like, it is one of the toughest fucking careers. Like you're managing someone else's stuff. And if it doesn't work out, like you're fucked. Yeah, but I understand that in terms of like, I think it's easier for me to advocate for other people than for myself. Yeah. And so that's why it's good having like a creative partner because it's like, I like, I don't know if I would have had the same fire under my ass Mm -hmm. if it wasn't someone else who was like counting on me. You know what I mean? Who holds me accountable. Um, But I mean... I feel I'm, I'm so right now because like, right now we have to do all the press stuff or we're trying yeah. to like, get press stuff going so I'm like so fascinated it's more, <laughs> far more interesting to me yeah we can talk about that <laughs> for sure yeah. um, so I have to ask because like yeah. I didn't I haven't gotten to watch the film yet yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I am really curious because okay so like I I have an acting background when I, since I was really little but I've never I never took it I'm just a really, like, it takes me a lot to get motivated and to see something through. The fact that I'm even doing this podcast is, like, fucking amazing, and it's probably because I'm sober now, so I'm like, oh, I have no hobbies. I gotta, like, figure something out. How do I not fixate on, like, all of my shit? But, like, the, like, love scene. So, like, how was it awkward, like, having all these people watch it? Were you just, like... No, I'm, I'm, so, like, like, I did, I've done, like, um... You know, I did a few years of, like, acting school or whatever. And for me, I'm just kind of, like, just, you have to, like, overcommit or mm-hmm. else it's kind of, like, why bother? Especially, like, with, like, love scenes or kissing scenes, um, you just have to, like, the, the more you get into it and are really into it, the less you have to do it. Right. And so the more you can just get over with it. And also because especially, like, if we're putting our money behind them, like, I want a good product. We've even talked about, me and Teresa, be seeing other, like, projects maybe of like other comedians or people or, or funny people who like maybe don't like if they're making out they're not really making out it's like this mm-hmm. fake thing and we were like no we don't want that we want it we're, we're going to be sexy in this part it's going to be sexy if it's not it's like you know what I mean yeah and so we just you just have to commit and kind of like go for it and it is awkward to watch yourself because there's this <laughs> moment where I'm like before I even kiss like my mouth is open so I'm like <laughs> You're like waiting. I'm for just like m- moving towards someone's face with my mouth open, and I'm like, that's <laughs> embarrassing to know that I do that. Yeah, um, now maybe you just know. in camera. Yeah, and so I think you just gotta overcommit when it comes to acting, because there's also like so much crying in this. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a huge. There's a, like I don't want to make spoilers or anything, but like, yeah, it is about like a, a relationship on the rocks, um, and so. We had a lot of crying that we had to do on the day of, and that's also why we wanted two cameras, was because we wanted to just kind of improv and like fucking go for it for a lot of the scenes, yeah. and not have to worry about really recreating it. I mean, we did have to do it a few times, but I can't imagine if we had to do it double the amount of times because we only had one camera. So I'd highly recommend if anyone has a lot of like things where they want to improv a lot, and it's really emotional, like, um, yeah, have two cameras. Yeah, <laughs> I... I think that's some good advice. Yeah. 
especially uh. if you want to fly through shooting. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. We I wrapped early our first day. Both days we wrapped early, which is amazing. And it took you... Two how... days. We only shot for two days. Oh my god. That's... You guys don't have jobs? No one had day jobs? Like... Well, at the time, I was... I freelance in production, and I don't... I think I was working at that time, and then Teresa was a uh, waitressing at the time. She didn't have, like, kids in between jobs. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. and so then we had... Like, so we started planning, and we, we worked on everyone's schedules... That's so bad. I think I think we may have. I don't remember if we shot in a weekend or or a weekday. I mean, yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know. I know that one day was like. I think I think we were both weekdays. Yeah, and we just kind of like we're both free those days. And then everyone was just like, "Yeah, cool." Yeah. It always amazes me how stuff can work out like that. Like I I'm a big advocate now. I don't know if it's because like I'm smarter now and yeah. I'm in my thirties, but I'm like, if something starts to get hard right away, I don't want to fucking do it. Like, yeah. But not in the sense that like I don't work hard and I like don't want to work for something. But I feel like when you're trying to create, I feel yeah. like I don't know. Tell me if you agree or or what your experience is, but. I feel like if I'm trying to create something and it and it, there's all these obstacles, it's sort of like this sign from the universe that it's not meant to happen. And it sounds like that was the opposite for you guys. Like everything just sort of aligned, like lined up. Yeah, and I think that so much of like production, what especially if you come from production, once you get like your department heads, you kind of just can figure out the rest. So it's just kind of like, okay, we know what we want to shoot. What do you recommend for a camera? Okay, we okay, we'll rent that camera. Okay, how many, how, and then we ask, like, you ask people who know what they're doing and they fill in the blanks for you. So, like, we'd know, I mean, I feel like we've worked enough in production to know. So, we got our DP, and our DP was like, we're like, who do you need for crew? You need a gaffer and AC? Got it. We need another camera operator? Got it. So, it was kind of like we would just ask them based on the script what they thought that they needed, we would need, or who we would need to hire. Because you can kind of do a more bare bones version of it but we were like we're gonna spend some money behind it we're gonna we want to pay people we want to you know and so we, we kind of just figured it out i think also when you work in production you just have to you learn to like just make things happen yeah you know what i mean it's like okay well you know like we you know we paid for locations we probably could have gotten them for free but we were like let's just do this yeah and i mean we didn't worry about permitting like in terms of like permitting and stuff it's like we're not shooting outdoors it doesn't matter you know yeah. I think a lot of it is I think me and Teresa are both also the kind of people who are like I'm just like if I don't want to do something I'm just like googling it you know what I mean yeah like I remember applying for a job and they're like you need to be an excel expert and so the night before I just spent like th- like the entire night before like mastering excel like things like that so and, and honestly there's I feel like you can find out how to do everything now online. I've always been one of those people who was just kind of like fanatically online for hours learning how to do things again. Uh-huh. When I was like 13, I taught myself to to play guitar. Oh, wow. Uh, That's um, cool. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, um, I'm a triple fire sign, so I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I know, like... Oh, you're not an astrology person. No, I am, but, no. but like, not... not be, I, that tells me that you're, not, like, a... I feel like once you go even further into sobriety... <laughs> yeah, maybe that's, like, everything's gonna be, like, the start. I do know... Okay. I What'd do you know, find? I'm a Virgo, too. Mm-hmm. I do know that. Um, I know that I am very neurotic. Um, and what else? Oh, it's Mercury's in retrograde right now or something? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I I know that... I know my signs. I know I'm, like, an Aries. I only know... Things about the signs that I am, and also the signs of people I've dated. Like who's your perfect match? I do that all day. Every time I meet a 
guy, I'm like, all right, I'm like fucking Aries. I'm like, okay, Aries. This is how, yeah, Hell every yeah. person I dated recently has been an Aries. Every Aries, single Leo, fire sign. What's the kind of sign? I mean, we're not gonna get. <laughs> no, it's okay. This is my. I'm pretty sure podcast. Virgo. I'm like that's a more. Yeah, more Aries and Virgos are good matches. Is that an Earth sign or is that a? Uh, yeah, I'm an Earth sign. Oh, you're yeah. grounding. We're just yeah. fire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, the last guy I dated, he was a skater and an Aries, and I was like, that kid, fuck. What we're totally getting off base, but that's cool. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, for astrology is dope. I'm trying to like get more into it, but also. I get really nervous when I'm on dates with guys when I'm like, when's your birthday? Because I have this complex that they're going to be like, oh no, now she's going to like read oh, all about me. Oh, one of those girls. I mean, I think that's a real thing in LA, definitely. But that yeah. was the app co-star. It's so great. Everyone talks and about everyone, it. Everyone. And, and that's so funny because it's like, I know a bunch of comedians are on it and you can all see like how compatible we are. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've great. dated so many comedians though. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> it's like time to like put a stop. Like, sorry guys, you're like for fun. That's about it. Um... Yeah, so that's cool. So like, so you're from Canada, Canada. born and raised. Um, have dual citizenship now. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So if I ever want to be, I can just. Can you get married there? Yeah, Canadian, Canadian legalized, Canadian legalized gay marriage. Um, oh, right. Okay. I mean, not that I'm fully gay. I'm like bi, pan, bi, whatever. Yeah, fluid. <laughs> fluid. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, we legalized gay marriage way before the states did. Or at least I like to think so. I remember debating it in high school, so nice. probably. And you yeah. guys had have way better health care. I mean, yeah. I mean, America, I don't know what you guys are doing down here. I, don't I mean, I'm down here, so I can't complain. We fucking elect celebrities to be our president. So, <laughs> like, pray, you know. Every, yeah. It's like everyone wants to be from L.A. or New York. There's everyone's no... Just, everyone, America's just a country of star fuckers. Pretty much. Have you ever hooked up with a celebrity? Um... <laughs> See, I'm hitting the uh, tough, hard questions. The last person I was dating was uh, kind of like an influencer, and I want to get into an it. Insta influencer. But, yeah. I <laughs> like, what kind there. of influencing? Like a product or like a model? Like, I don't know. I'm old as fuck. I feel like sometimes when it comes to this stuff, so I'm like, what constitutes as an influencer aside from having like forty thousand followers? I think over a million. A million? Holy oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. So you're an Instagram fucker now. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I mean, I don't know. I work in media, so... And we work in L.A. We live in L.A. It's not yeah. that you're going to, like, date someone or... Oh, you know, yeah. Look up or see someone who's, like, a... But, like, you know, like, it's like a pot... Your pot is not dating. Oh, I'm trying to date every single person that appears on yeah. my podcast. <laughs> I'm sliding into so many DMs right now. It's crazy. Anyone who has, like, double my following is who I'll date, you know? Hell yeah. I mean, hey, as long... If you're going to date someone, especially if they are an Instagram influencer, at least get some followers out of it. Yeah. That's why I was going for pro skaters for a while, and then I realized that they were literal children. Like, <laughs> I mean, what gave it away? Was this their <laughs> hobby or well, no, one of their diets? Or hey. that they <laughs> he had a two-bedroom apartment by the beach. Okay, okay. That's he, like he was sponsored. He was sponsored. He actually had. He worked at a skate company. He had some good like Skrilla coming in. That's money. Um, and at the time, I didn't have a wall separating my bed from my living room. And you were so. impressed by that. Yeah, I was impressed by the second bedroom. I was wow, just really that is like, kind of impressive. Yeah, what right? What was he doing with the other bedroom? 
Um, he like played his guitar in it and like had records and shit. He was oh, cool. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna not be living in a two bedroom verse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Gonna but say. it didn't work out. Needless to say, because he, you know, he wasn't good at two timing. I mean, I found out everything because obviously I stopped. Oh, you gotta, you gotta. Um. So, all right. So I want to talk about the first time we met. Cause do you remember? I mean, I feel like, I know it was at, you know, a mic, but yeah. I don't, I mean, I can't, I feel like it all blurs together, right? Yeah. It's all, know. yeah. I was you also, were saying it was Echoes? I think it was when Echoes was, when it was, under sunset yeah, was Under Sunset, um, and, you know, I think, I'm pretty sure it was a mic there, like, I want, I mean, this is when, I was drinking a lot back yeah. then, so I was definitely hitting the mic's hard, <laughs> like, Staying until 2 a.m. as long as I had a Takati and a shot, you know. Oh my god, the special. Um, the special, yeah. It's all their fault that I ended up in Sprite. No, I'm just kidding. I, mean, I just did a year sober, but then really? I started drinking again. Oh, wait, <laughs> so what, how'd you feel after the year? I felt good. I got a lot done. I, I, I'm, for me, it was personally like, uh, I. I didn't. I never thought I had a drinking problem. It was like the person I was seeing at the mm. time to rehab, and I did it out of solidarity, and then other personal reasons like compounded with it. But yeah. I'm glad I did it. Yeah. I'm glad to know that I can do it. You know. That's rad. Yeah. I mean, I got. I mean, I got. We got the short done. In yeah. That year, see? And I went on the road and did a bunch of stuff, so it was good. Yeah. It is kind of crazy how your career can kind of open up when you eliminate distractions like that. Yeah. Absolutely. And then it was just one of those things where I, yeah, it's like, you know, you were talking about this earlier. I think it did help me focus. And sometimes it's good to, as scary, terrifying as it is, sometimes it's good to, like, deal with your thoughts. Because sometimes your thoughts are, like, the thing that will get you whatever it is you need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's your mind, especially in comedy yes. in this town and being a creative. It's like your mind. And it's so disgusting. I know that's how that sounded. No. But no, but, um, when you're when you're a creative person, it's like you you need your mind, and so sometimes it's good to have it clear for a while, you know, yeah. and figure things out. That was definitely something that I noticed. Like within like the first probably couple months, maybe three months, it took me to kind of really see like, oh shit, like if I don't do this thing before I start writing or before I get on stage, I'm actually more productive and yeah. I'm more I'm more like present. Yeah. Because someone came up to me once. <laughs> at the comedy store and they're like hey I have, I have a secret to share with you and I was like what's that they're like if you stop drinking like everything will open up for you they said that you unsolicited yes, yes. oh my and god I, I was just sort I was really angry at the time and I took it really personal and I was just like who the fuck is this person like trying to tell me but that wasn't why I ended up getting sober it yeah. actually took like months yeah. for me to finally go you know what I'm gonna be thir- I'm 33 now but yeah. I wasn't at the time I'm gonna be 33 and like, what am I doing? Like, what do I really want? And so it did kind of start out as, like, this health thing. Yeah. And then it just sort of spiraled. And then I was like, oh, so maybe I am a person that needs to not ever drink ever again. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how it is for some people, you know? Yeah. It's good that you found it out, though, because then it yeah. makes everything sense, like, you know? Yeah, like I said, I now have two walls separating <sighs> my bedroom. But that's kind of how I felt, like... So I didn't realize that I was, like, queer for, like, a very long time. And then I feel like after that, like, everyone was like, do you want to be my thing? Do you want to be my thing? It's just kind of like, I was like, oh, I, like, didn't fully know who I was. So, like, 
of course now things make more sense to me and that like maybe more people want to work with me or whatever yeah because it was like I wasn't like a fully developed person so you like finally were just like open and honest with yeah, yourself yeah well it was one of those things where I was telling someone this I used to have this recurring dream that like I was always in a house and there was like a hidden room that I'd find myself in and I'd be like oh. what does this mean and I kept wondering what the fuck does this hidden room mean and I don't have those dreams anymore that's intense. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. It is kind of, you know, you like tapped into something that was so much like deeper within yourself. Yeah. That's, in, that's yeah, that's really intense. Yeah. I, I don't have as cool of a story about how I like found sort of myself, but I will say that like um, there were some things that happened and then I had a friend pass who like showed up in dreams a lot wow. and the last dream I had about her and a couple years has passed since yeah. but the last dream I had about her right before I got sober um I was serving people wine like in a house and she was there and she was really pissed like in the dream I'm like getting oh, chills wow. telling you this and I didn't put two and two together and then like a month later I, just, I got sober or started the process of getting sober and my sister and her like were best friends and yeah. I told my sister about it and she's like oh my god did you not make that connection like maybe it was Kate like kind of telling you like hey like what the fuck are you doing kind of thing it's like our subconscious knows what's up and we yeah. just have to like choose to listen to it or not yeah because I think we also when we have dreams about people or things it's because um, we're using that as like the catalyst yeah. or like the messenger in a way absolutely so like yeah but that's nuts that door thing's crazy no just constantly all the time they'd be like a hidden room that I was in I feel like that could be some type of like premise to a script or like yeah. something that could be explored. I used to have it in uh, the joke that but it never hit though. It's kind of like it's like having a house with a room that you didn't know about the whole time. Because I mean, it was one of those things where it'd just be like, I know I was in my house, but then I was just like in this room that I didn't know that was hidden, like an attic or something. It was so weird. Wow. That yeah. is really cool. That's random. Yeah. I'm just checking the time. No, um, so I have more questions yeah, yeah, for please, you because I'm like so interested. But, like, okay, so, one, when did you, like, oh, yeah, we haven't been going that long. Yeah. When did you start stand-up? Um, I started stand-up when I was, like, 20, 22, 22, yeah, around that time. Um, I didn't really take it seriously, though, until a few years after, so I started to just go to the ha-ha, like, once. Oh, uh, that's where I started, yeah, too. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people <laughs> of a certain time started there, yeah. because there was one of the mics that was, like, they had a mic every single day. Yeah. And so I, I started there, and I probably go to Mike's like maybe like once a month, do the same five minutes. I didn't really know what I was doing, mm-hmm. and then I ended up getting into this like thing where I was surrounded by people who were really comedians, and I saw how much. And I remember asking someone how they got there, and they told me that they did like Mike's every night. And so I started going to Mike's after maybe three years. I started going to Mike's like almost every single night. Wow. Um, and then I was doing that, but I didn't even think that was that fruitful because I was like, I look at like comedians now, like, do you send booking requests? Da, 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 da. I didn't know what the hell I was doing because there were no podcasts. Yeah. It wasn't like secret female gr- groups. <laughs> you know what I mean? You were kind of like out on your own. Yeah. Kind of truly like maybe you could read like a book on like people from people in the comic store in like the 70s. But, yeah, the book. You know what <laughs> who I mean? Who wrote that? I forget who wrote yeah. that book. But. Yeah, and so, um, and I don't even think that anything I was just doing mics and doing Marty's like every single day for like a long time Marty's R.I.P. 
Yeah. I used to host a night there. Really? How often I went there. Wow. Yeah. I went there one time. That's all you need to do. And that was, and I was kind of like, and he sat in the front and no one was there. And me and like my friend Ariel at the time. Yeah. And I was like, I don't need to go back. I'm good. But I was also like so green. I didn't really know like the community of like going to open mics. Yeah. yeah. I was sort of like you said, like I relate to you and saying, yeah, you were kind of like out there on your own. Like. I was the same way. Like I, yeah. I went once a week to Ha Ha. I was like, I'll go every Wednesday, and then people were like, You gotta go every day. Like you're not gonna get better. Because well, I would go to these mics, and then I would be so intimidated. I would just like sit by myself, and if someone came over and talked to me, then I would talk to them. Um, but because I, I didn't know. Like when I see people come in and they're like networking and shit, I was mm-hmm. just, I'm, even now I'm just like I don't know how people do that. I'm so bad at that. I don't yeah. really, really do that. Um, but I feel like I. Yeah, I was just doing stand-up. Like, I, like, I didn't email people for shows. I didn't even know there was, like, an east side. I just did, like, Hollywood rooms, yeah. kind of. And I don't even think that those were necessarily well-suited for me. And it wasn't even until I went to New York for three months. I, like, uh-huh. I had a... Someone did a chart reading on me. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a sun line that went right to New York. Because I, I remember... And I was thinking about wanting to move to New York. When a pigeon shits on you, it's still considered a bird, so it's, it's also good luck. Yeah. I mean, I think... <laughs> I always describe my time, like, when my brief time when I went to New York. It was, like, it was in L.A., and it's, like, when you're drawing something, like, up close, and you don't know what you're drawing. And then, like, when I went to New York, I, like, stepped back, and I was like, okay, I know what I have to do now. And then I came back to L.A., and I kind of, like, figured things out a lot better that were going to help me or help me, or, like, where I needed to be that was going to be most beneficial for me. And then everything started, I don't know, not that anything amazing has happened to me in my career, like taking off, but I feel like I found like a community and I I just felt more like myself and I felt like I was finding my footing. How long have you been in LA? I've been in LA for a while now. I've been in LA for like over 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm like, I went to like school out here and stuff. I mean, my mom moved to here when I was yeah. Yeah. So you kind of grew up here in a way? Not or? really. I mean, I, 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 I moved out of here after I was like 18, but I, oh, okay. I spent most of my time, like I was born and raised in Canada, yeah. Got it. That's cool. I went to Canada once. <laughs> I went to Vancouver because my friend got a, she got a job at Oakley, the sunglasses. Oh my God, wow, <laughs> that's a sign of the times. So yeah. Oakley. Yeah, Canada. that's how old I am, you guys do the maths, but... <laughs> Um, she got a job at Oakley and she was doing training and she was like, do you want to come to Canada? And I had this like... They trained her and they flew her to Canada yes, to train? Yes, What do you need to know in, <laughs> in Canada? You can't live here. I don't know. Oakley. I'm wondering if that was like home base or something. It or... must have been. I remember there was like a coffee company that my brother was going to get hired for and they're going to fly him to Australia to do training. Oh, wow. To be like a barista. Did he do it? I hope he did. Um, I think he didn't take the job. He's a dancer, so he had like some oh, other thing cool. come up. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, so we went, and um, she was like, by the way, when you get here, we're going to go bungee jumping at Whistler, and I'm deathly afraid of heights, and I was just like, all right, that's cool, and so I get to Canada, and like, this is one, how much of a bubble, so I'm from LA, like yeah. right outside, I grew up in the valley, this is how, yeah, just like Valley Girl, exactly like that, have you ever seen that movie? No. Nicolas Cage? But I love, the, I know, but what? I love the valley. Okay. I, 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 I will forever love the valley because I lived in Studio City for so long. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I was a little bit, a little more north, but 
Um, so white girl from the valley, and I'm like thinking that Canada is gonna be like this like exotic Exotic place. Everyone was Asian, so that was like kind of exotic. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, Vancouver's a big Asian population. Yeah, I was so. This was back in 2007. So she's like, we're gonna bungee jump. I'm gonna pay for it. Like I'm gonna expense it on the company. And so we like this is before GPS. So you remember, you know the Tom Tom. Oh my god! Yeah, 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 yeah. So we get fucking lost. Like you didn't, map, you didn't print out MapQuest? No. <laughs> so you should have done. I know. We were young and dumb. So we like get lost driving to Whistler. And then we finally find um, where we're supposed to bungee jump, which is off this fucking bridge. It was so scary. And it was cold out at the time. It was still winter. And I had to pee. And there was only a porta potty because like they send all these people to this bridge and you just jump off of it. Yeah. There's nothing else. Yeah, yeah. And I end up peeing. And I'm at the time, I'm like so afraid of like sitting like on the seat well that's still fucking gross but i was like i peed all over myself oh my god and then we get we get to the place and it's like a really hot guy that's getting us ready and you smell like piss i probably smelled like piss and i was like i was like oh my god this is really awkward and embarrassing and then i'm supposed to tandem with her and i don't fucking trust her because you they make you tandem for bungee jumping i've been jumping before they usually not need the tandem that's crazy that they did that probably just moves the line quicker i think so but also she was like from Huntington Beach and blonde and I didn't trust her to like hook us back up so the guy was like do you want to tandem with me so we like face each other and it was really hot but anyways um I cried the whole way down I don't know why I told you that whole story but that was my experience in Canada (laughs) and I paid a hundred dollars for a pair of jeans and I thought I was super cool like when I yeah got back to LA diesel or something no not even diesel like probably some brand that like doesn't even exist anymore I don't even fucking know yeah. 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 I went bungee jumping off of the bridge to nowhere like a few years ago and I was like I got like a group on or something and then I, I remember trying to like I try and find friends who wanted to go and like none of them wanted Everyone to go. So was like, scared. So I was just like whatever, I'm gonna fucking do it on my own and they bring you in groups, like mm-hmm. a big group and I don't know if they made you do this, but they do it according to weight. Oh. The way that I because that's why I was like bungee jumping with yeah. me was crazy. They did it according to weight and it's not that I'm like thin or anything, but we're both small. Yeah, we're tiny. And so I, it was so anticlimactic because I spent like two hours watching people jump off, and then it was my turn. And then you just went. I know I, I went. I mean, they definitely like I was terrified and screaming the whole way. I, but yeah, I'm glad I did it. But it yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like I look back and I'm like, why did I do that? Right. Well, I always. I did you ever watch that Fresh Prince of Bel Air episode where he like um, proposes while he's bungee jumping? Yeah, and he yeah, dies. Yeah, 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 and he dies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my. Um, what's her fucking name? Hillary. Hillary. Hillary yeah. yeah, Hillary. And so I thought about that the whole time. I think about that the as well. whole way down. I equated again. I grew up in a bubble, so everything was like applied to like what I saw on yeah. TV. Like that was like my impression of like real life for the longest time. I didn't know that California got cold because of the OC. Really? I thought I could wear like shorts and a t-shirt. I lived in all my jackets. I had a lot of sweater vests for some reason. <laughs> all of those. Any sweaters. And I came and I was like freezing. It was like January and I moved here. So it was like oh. 60 degrees and I was like LA is a lie. Yeah, you were probably really disappointed. You no, I am so mad now. Like I love this. I love the heat. I do too. But does it get it gets hot in Canada, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's also it's a different kind of heat. It's like humid and a lot of mosquitoes. Here it's like mm. a nice dry heat. You don't have to deal with mosquitoes. Yeah. Not your hair is not crazy. It's kind of like yeah. That's it's true. It's not, yeah, we have it pretty good. We take here. it for granted that fact that we have like no humidity. 
I know. My yeah. sister moved to Cincinnati. I don't know why anyone would choose to move there. No offense yeah. to any one of my like Cincinnati. two listeners ever. But um, yeah, it gets hot as fuck. And literally, you walk outside in the summer and you basically should just not shower ever. Like, there's no fucking point. No, thank you. Yeah. I went to New Orleans in the summertime and it was so hot. It was actually a lot less humid than I expected, but it was still too humid for my liking. Yeah. <sighs> See, yeah, I like the heat, but yeah, I'm the same. Like, I live for Palm Springs. Palm Springs is like my favorite place on earth. I haven't really been to Palm Springs. I've been to like Coachella a few times, but not Palm Springs. Oh. I want to go. Yeah, you gotta go and like experience like real Palm Springs. Coachella is fucking shit. Yeah, like, it's everyone's like... just high on drugs and just like stand. Like, there, no one is there to watch the music. But anyway, I was I was one of those people who was there for the music. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's good. You're one of like ten ever. Yeah. That spend the seven. Did you spend seven hundred dollars to go the whole weekend? Well, uh, when I when the first time I went, it was like still when they did one weekend. Oh, this so like a long time like, ago. Everyone was like Roger Waters. <laughs> and then I've been. I went to the hologram one, and then another one. Oh my god, holo- the hologram one. Yeah, I went <laughs> was to like, that like Tupac. Or yeah, I went to like. I think I went to like what three Coachellas. Yeah. Damn, you young kids. Wait, are you in your thirties yet? I'm not gonna say. All, <laughs> gonna all right. Well, I'm gonna assume you're still in your twenties because you were like, yeah, the hologram one. That's really funny. Um. So okay. So I make everyone do this if. <laughs> If you could give me advice on how to be more successful, because obviously yeah. you've like reached the pinnacle of success in my mind. I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> I feel like you probably make a lot more money than me. Um, I have health insurance. Uh, that's about it. I do not. I, mean, I do, but it's like bankrupting me. Um, because yeah, um, I think that making lists of things that you want to accomplish and that you have accomplished, and then doing them doing just following through on things and then like meeting people who are like like-minded and want to work on things or like having like a, a mic buddy you go hit up and mics with and I think having a community of people you surround yourself with makes all of the difference because then you kind of like because it's like you know then all of a sudden you can't just like quit because you'll have people who are hitting you up and you're like oh I feel guilty you know what I mean mm-hmm. I feel like especially with stand-up it's easy to kind of I think it's always good to be in that place where, like, if you haven't done it for a week, you feel a little guilty, like, going to yeah. the gym or something. I think that's important. Um, but I think just doing the thing, that's the easiest. I mean, I think I got lucky in terms of, like, um, a lot of the jobs that I got ended up benefiting me. Like, a few years ago, I worked for, like, a film festival. I had no intention of making wow. a movie, but then I learned so much about film festivals and how they run and how, what to expect. By being there, um, I started working in production because I was just like, I don't want to work in restaurants anymore. And then the first place I got hired was at Funny or Die. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then I ended up going, and then I ended up kind of like working in a lot of the comedy digital places, and that helped work. I learned so much about putting together a production that way. That and then when I started putting together my own or working with my friends to put together my own. Um, it was easier for us because we learned so much. We got paid to learn, you know. I got paid to go to, like, instead of going to film school, I just like, learned on set and got paid to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think kind of, like, finding those opportunities is, you know, great. And just also, like, in taking risk and investing in yourself and taking big, like, I, did I stay in New York? No. But am I happy I went there? Yeah. 
Um, also, like, I remember I took, like, a screenwriting class mm-hmm. that um, was because I was, like, I can't, like, I had taken all these online classes that I would just quit, um, these writing classes, but I'm, like, if I pay, like, five grand, I know I'm going to go because I paid so much goddamn yeah. money. And then I did, and I finished two screenplays that way, so and I learned a lot. And I think it's just kind of, like, doing things, taking risks on yourselves, and just, yeah, that's the best thing you can do, is just, like, take, take the time and take the risk. I think that's real that's so true especially like you said like when you invest in yourself hopefully that's like if if you're not feeling motivated you can remind yourself like the investment is what this is all yeah at the end of the day and you're putting that energy into yourself and it will come back you know what I mean yeah um so do you think now today like ever being in debt for this short film is it worth it like would you do anything differently um, I, I mean, with the short, no, I mean, we got so lucky, and, like, the fact that it's, like, doing as, like, well as it has, I mean, that's more than we could have hoped for. I think a lot of the people, even the crew, were just kind of like, oh, they're just gonna make this and put this online. Yeah. And we kind of, like, wanted to kind of shoot for this moon, because it's like, we could have just done that, like, you know, instead of, like, had it, not colored it, not had special effects added not had all these extra steps that we did and then just put it online be like check out this thing we made but instead we were like we want to we had specific goals that we knew that we wanted that seemed outlandish at the time especially doing it such like a time crunch Mm -hmm. um but then we just did it and then we got unlucky and you know hopefully people will like it um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're getting I'm a really great response. Tribeca, hello. Like, <laughs> I I saw that and I was super excited. I was like, yeah. oh my god, that's so fucking cool. Like you're you're like proof that you know you if as long as you don't give up and like you said, like this sounds cheesy, but like you put in the work, like people yeah. will pay attention. And I like what you said earlier about how you were glad that you didn't um, pick people that didn't seem like fully devoted like it was cool that you ended up being the actors in it yeah like that was very I mean that was a happy accident I think and then also I feel like um one of the things is that like I've can't tell you how many times I've had video groups with people that have just failed so it's not like this is like our first thing and we got lucky it's like yeah my first thing was Teresa but I've had so many like you know you know sketch sketch groups or video sketch groups that like fell through like probably more than like five or six not five or six but maybe like a lot of people who like I started working with we maybe shot one thing and then it just didn't work out yeah and I mean but it, but the thing was is that I think out of all, like if I think of all the people that I've worked with along the way and um I'm the I keep trying yeah <laughs> maybe that's like being an idiot but it's kind of like even when I first moved out here I took an acting class Mm-hmm. And I think me and maybe one other person with that class are still working. I'm trying to like achieve that agreement. Everyone else has given up. Yeah. I truly am like a strong believer that it's just kind of like LA and like entertainment and just the war of attrition. It's not necessarily, you know, I think it's just kind of like you just keep working hard and you keep at it and like, you, something will happen. Yeah. I mean, I have to believe that at this point. Yeah, you kind of have to, like, believe in yourself the yeah. most and not worry about... I think and the process. Yeah, because it's really easy, especially in this town, and especially us being comedians, to sort of get down on ourselves or, like, listen to what other people say or, yeah. or what they... or the feedback they give. It's like everyone, 
you know, obviously that's the whole point of my podcast, but, like, everyone always wants to give you advice all the time. Yeah. Or like, which is, like, cool, especially if they've, like, they're more established or you look up to them, but you, at the end of the day, it's, like, if you don't believe in yourself, you yeah. know, what the fuck are you doing, you know, so. Yeah, but sometimes it can take, I think, even if you don't believe in yourself fully, if you're doing the actions like you are, like, I remember doing this thing, it was just kind of, like, sometimes you have to do things despite how you feel. And so sometimes you have to go to the mic even though you don't feel like it. Sometimes you have to go, sometimes you have to sit down and do that work even though you don't feel like it. You're not going to be in the mood to do the work all the time. And I think it's important to kind of like do that work in spite of how you feel. Because it's like, that's going to be the difference between the people who are standing here now or like from 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. The people who put in the work, even though they didn't feel like it, are going to be the people I think will probably reap more of the rewards because it's like, they got better quicker because they allowed their metabolism to kind of like they had to have faster metabolism because they were doing like more mics or more shows or whatever mm-hmm. and they got that ball rolling more yeah. yeah it's sort of like do or do not kind yeah, of yeah it's like, like you know it's like the stupid analogy but like it's like going to the gym or whatever you know what I yeah. mean I definitely get go through phases sometimes where I'm like oh, an open mic sounds like the worst thing right now but then that's when I actually like write the most is yeah. when I just fucking go so I mean and it's part of this is like me talking to myself because I'm like I have not been I mean I I haven't been to a mic and I mean I did like a show like like yesterday or something but like mm-hmm. I, I I've not I, I've not been miking as hard as I should be yeah yeah I go through that a lot I, I almost am like I sometimes I'll, I don't know if you do this but sometimes I'll seek out more of, like, a bar show or, like, I'll yeah. ask someone for, like, a hosting spot. So I'm like, I just need to get up there. I yeah. just need to, like, be around people and just, like, say something. And hopefully it works. And yeah. if it doesn't, whatever. But, um, no, that's really cool. I'm really excited for you guys. And yeah. I think that, like, Tribeca could be this whole thing that just opens everything up and, I mean, you know. I'm not I'm, – I think you can link to some great – maybe connections and opportunities and one of my friends gave me a good piece of advice because she's like don't try to like go there and like be celebrity she's like just go and try to have like one meaningful connection mm. every single day with someone and so I'm just gonna go and watch a bunch of movies and be around with people who are creative and just try to I don't know like meet some, meet people not necessarily with any agenda and just kind of like yo let's go watch a movie or something yeah and, and just like be make present friends. yeah yeah one day at a time. Exactly. That's so cool. Well, do you want to share what your social media is? Yeah. So something we talked about. <laughs> My social media, um, Instagram and Twitter are at Chrissy Mads. Please follow me. And you can also follow, um, I think she likes you film. Yeah. Um, follow any of the, um, uh, all the progress and screenings of our movie that you want to check out. Um, and also ChristineMadrano.com. Um, I do not update it that often, but... Um, it's the Instagram so, up-to-date. It's like up-to-date within the year, but not within the month or anything. Like, yeah. Bunch like, it says that. you did something in 2018. Yeah. With Wanda Sykes. Oh, I should have yeah. talked about that. It's fine. Unprotected sets. Not sex, guys. Yeah. Sex. Pun. Good old punny pun. Yeah. Hell Yeah. All right, Christine, well, well, this was dope. I'm yeah. really glad that you decided to answer my DM because yeah. you know, it always feels creepy when you, like, reach out to people that you kind of just, like, follow on Instagram and you're yeah. like, hey. So, it's scary to meet people. It's what it's there yeah. for. It's social media. Hell yeah. Well, thanks. And um, all right, guys, don't forget me and my more successful friends. I'll probably cut that part out because I sound like a fucking loser. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>